Welcome to the Positive View Podcast, the podcast where we explore life circumstances, mental roadblocks, and endless opportunity to discover the positive view. I'm your host, Brianna G. And I'm your other host, Chrissy Murphy. Today, we're talking about all about positive thoughts. Yes, but before we get into that, at the end of each episode, we set a mission for ourselves. Last week's mission was to think of something you're angry about and ask yourself, hmm, why am I so angry about this? Christy, how did that go for you? I've got to say this was an easy one for me because um, I've got all of the angries all the time. I'm, I'm a positive person, but I also, um, I think I have a lot of like um, insecurity or a lot of whatevers, but long story even longer, it, this was easy. I thought about, I was planning an outing like, which I thought was a COVID safe outing, like only vaccinated people, only with masks going to um, a movie. I ended up having to cancel it because I caught a cold, which is hilarious. But a friend of mine um, was like, oh, I'm not going to be part of the next surge. And I remember thinking, this is with 94% efficacy. Like, if you don't want to go because you're not comfortable, that's a totally different story. But to act like I'm like, and I've been a very responsible person this entire time, but it really mm -hmm. made me angry. And I realized what made me angry about it was that I was feeling judged, you know, that I skated such a good game and then suddenly just deciding to go out with friends, somebody was judging me instead of, and so I pushed back a little bit saying, wait, do you understand I rented out the whole theater and that only vaccinated people are coming and it's, you know, 10 people in a theater that sees 150, you know, with everyone vaccinated and their masks on, but it's okay that you don't want to come, but I just want to make sure you understand that, like, I feel like this is a good attempt at being safe. And then he wrote back and just basically said, I'm not ready for that. And I was like, yeah, okay. So the truth is you were judging me. Like I felt mm -hmm. judged and mm -hmm. I was angry about him. And then the thing that's quelled my anger a little bit, and I think there's still a little bit there. Like for me, it wanes in stages. And one of the things that I just have to remember is um, I felt judged and I feel like I was judged and I'm glad I spoke up for myself a little bit, but also um, I've got to remember that, I'm in charge of me. I think that was a perfectly reasonable thing to do. I don't need anybody else's permission to agree with me. And I'll just, you know, live my life. And I know this is going to sound petty, but a part of me was, um, I think some of my anger was not just at being judged, but actually as a mask for hiding the disappointment in my friend. Mm. Mm hmm. I appreciate uh, I appreciate you talking about that for, you know, as we discussed last week, anger is a really difficult one for me, uh, in part because I have to admit some vulnerability and, and kind of work past this thought of, you know, everything's wonderful, tra-la-la, uh, trying to make that seem so. So I appreciate you talking about the the sense of feeling judged and, and how that contributed to it. And then also that disappointment. I think it's important. We talk about self-awareness uh, a fair amount here. And I think it's important that you're able to, um, I just really appreciate hearing you talk about how, you know, coming to the realization of some of those things helps understand the anger. Uh, this week, mine was somewhat similar and that it was in relation to a conversation that I was having with someone and my anger uh, really was centered on or, or I feel like was coming from wanting this other person to 
like get a get the picture, like get the big picture, understand uh, something from a perspective beyond, you know, just worrying about like, what was immediately happening kind of in her environment. And, you know, so much so that I had a really hard, after our conversation, uh, I had a really hard time going to sleep because I just kept like playing it over and over, not just like the pieces that I felt like were making me angry, but also I was trying to reflect on the conversation to see, was I, you know, was I explaining my point well enough? But then also at, when I was starting to get frustrated and when I was starting to get angry, was I still communicating effectively and respectfully? And so, you know, I think I kind of tossed and turned about that for a couple of hours. And uh, the challenge I think as we talked about in the episode is uh, one, the the stories that we tell ourselves and then the expectations that we have. Uh, so I agree, I felt uh, similar to what you ex- uh, express. I also felt like this disappointment that, you know, this person, um, knows so much, but just is not able to see, I guess, not able to see what I'm seeing and and understanding the reason behind things, or maybe understanding and just not accepting. I'm not sure because I'm not, I, I can't take responsibility for that piece. I can only take responsibility for myself. And I had to realize in my conversation, as I'm getting angrier and angrier, uh, or more and more frustrated, that uh, at one point, I'd realized I was, I continued having the conversation, continued allowing like my, like that attempt at pre- pushing boundaries, uh, because I just wanted her to like, feel like accept the situation or feel good about it or understand. And I recognize that's just not going to happen. And so I had to just step away. And I think at one point I even said, I am so sorry. I just keep talking and I realize I'm talking because I want you to feel better about this and you're entitled to your feelings. So I'm going to just stop. (laughs) I had to leave it at that. I'm going to have to use that one. I got to tell you, uh, I love that wrap up. I'm going to steal it immediately. I have, I also relate very strongly to the reliving the conversation because I did that all night long with my friend. So yeah, yeah, I do that. And I always know that that's like an indicator that I'm not having the most positive thought day. I'm angry. I'm, Mm -hmm. you know, like we've talked recently about anger and why we're so negative. And this is the Positive View podcast. So it's important to discuss those things. But we thought uh, this week, we would share our positive thoughts uh, as a totally different way of like doing an episode and also just to kind of bring us all back from, you know, exploring the darker topics in the last couple of weeks. So Brianna, positive thoughts. You got them? I do. (laughs) I'm so excited about this episode. I think uh, when we first, when you first suggested it, we, we were excited. And then as I thought about it more and more, I was like, oh, what are we what are we going to talk about? I, I, and and so um, when you when you ask about positive thoughts, I definitely have them. As we've talked about before, positivity is is something I have, but it's not one of those innate strengths or innate uh, personality characteristics. I guess it is definitely something that I have to work at. So when we talk about positive thoughts, I have them because I have set up a positivity framework, uh, like a little positivity infrastructure. And I 
feel like what has helped me in that um, in this work and trying to have a more positive attitude, have a uh, become more resilient uh, when things do go wrong or when things aren't going or when things are challenging. And again, it is essentially building an infrastructure so that I have this toolkit of uh, uh, that I can draw from one of the skills which we've talked about before. But also, uh, essentially, different places I can go to mine positive thoughts, again, because they do not come necessarily natural uh, to me. So I have found ways to, like, get into it, <laughs> even if I have to kind of fake my way into it or just, like, tread water into pot like tread some positive like neutral water and then every once in a while pop my head up into positivity um so one of the one of the ways that i bring the positive thoughts is having a set or specific uh phrases or they're not necessarily affirmations but they're just definitely key phrases that can help uh help me um uh kind of just I don't want to say totally change my mind, but they can definitely lift me out of whatever negativity. So we've talked about uh, when we did the Positivity Fest, however many years ago, and started on this work, my my number one go-to uh, when I am feeling negative, especially when I'm getting judgy and frustrated or impatient, is what a wonderful opportunity to fill in the blank. And usually I, I take what a wonderful opportunity to practice said thing that I am failing at in the in the moment or feel like I'm failing at in the moment. And that, oh, that has been such a lifesaver for me. And so when we talk about positive thoughts, do I have them? I do because I've had to practice them and I use that particular phrase to get it all started. I love that. For me, I totally agree. One of the ones that has helped me a lot is, and I was talking about you, uh, talking about this with you in our pre-show talk, is I have this relationship with goals and time where I consistently underestimate the amount of time things actually take. Because I keep imagining that what I'm going to do, is I'm going to suddenly do it better than ever now that I've done it once before. And the few times things went off schedule, those were anomalies. And I'm trying to learn to build into it the, Christy, you know, it's not an anomaly that sometimes you're just going to get sick or you're going to, like something always comes up. And I'm trying mm -hmm. to learn to more accurately put that into my timelines for dreams. But what I've normally done has been, I want to get this book done by this time then I feel like I'm a piece of garbage because I'm not keeping the daily work count goals that I set for myself, which makes it harder for me to do more. And then when it takes longer, I feel like that's why I'm failing. And then I bail, not necessarily with the mm -hmm. word counts, but with insert whatever project. And, it, and it's a way of draining my own energy. And one of the phrases that I use is, what if this is good enough? Yes. It's the constant, like, what if this is good enough, though? Like, because, and I'm not, I'm not, that's not the most positive thought in the world. I'm talking about at the times when I'm getting ready to just kick myself when I'm really down. And I'm pushing myself so far down that I'm not going to get anything done at all. And I've started to learn that it is very heroic. I'm a big fan of the taking a swing is better than not. And it doesn't matter what happens. 
I'm a big fan because I'm not a, I'm a strong starter. So it looks like I'm going to just rake up and then I don't finish. Like I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I've always had a resentment against the tortoise and the hare story because I'm so the hare. It made me mad. Right. <laughs> like mm-hmm. I am the kind of person who will take a nap in the middle of a race and then lose you know, <laughs> like that, that absolutely that's the nature of that resentment. And so for me, the, what if this is good enough is what I need sometimes to crawl across the finish line. And I've got to tell you, when I've just crawled across or did whatever it takes to get to the end, even though it's not pretty mm-hmm. sometimes, it's not, the, it's not the win. It's not the, um, I remember there's an internet meme with a guy who was like literally jogging. It was like the most perfect marathon runner guy or whatever. He just looked perfect. Mine is more like crawling across the finish line, shirt sweaty, one hand finger goes across as I drag the rest of my limp body. Do you know what I mean? It is not, it is in no way that, 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 that photo that they have on the outside of brochures of people mm-hmm. living life healthily or whatever. It's very <laughs> ugly. And um, it turns out if you crawl across, you still get the, I finished the marathon. You still, Mm -hmm. you still, you still did it. Mm -hmm. And you get a lot for that. And so, yeah, what is it? What if this is good enough? What I'm really down and out is what gets me through. Absolutely. And I have a hundred percent taken that from you. (laughs) And, and I use it a fair amount. I used it just this afternoon. <laughs> and I, I just, I appreciate you talking about that because uh, I too have so many thoughts around performance and to the point where, as you said, it either prevents me from getting started or I have a lot of anxiety like in the middle. Uh, and what if this is good enough has been an awesome, awesome way to just take that pressure off and stop the negative self-talk as you as you pointed out. And so I really appreciate you talking about that one. I think the other, um, for me, the positive thoughts I, I would also uh, put in there uh, moving uh, into scripture. And I have some key scripture verses that I like to go to when I need some positivity. And I think one of the things, I don't know necessarily that, well, I don't want to say the words aren't positive, but I don't, it's not as if the particular scripture verse is like, you rah, rah, because there's not a lot of that in scripture. It's more, you're going through some tough stuff, you'll make it. Uh, And I find that to be very that then generates positive thoughts for me. And so I find that it is an incredibly useful tool. Uh, and so I have taken to writing some things on post-its, writing things on note cards, and I have a few on my phone so that if I am really having a tough time, things are going a little negative, I can, you know, I kind of know which one is where. Um, and I just take that and I uh, review it. I might have to go over it a few times and then try to generate, like try to take that particular scripture verse, apply it to what's happening, and then take that time to just um, work on changing how I'm thinking. And most of the time, 
uh, it is helpful. And I'm not going to tell you that that necessarily means do I go from, you know, negative self-talk to even like that anxious space to, woohoo, the world is wonderful. No, but it stops that negativity in its tracks. It helps me at least, you know, if negativity is one direction and positivity is the direction behind, it at least gets me to turn around and take a couple of steps in the positive direction. And a lot of times that's all I need is that interruption of the negativity. So finding those scripture verses uh, has been incredibly helpful. And I will say this about that uh, about that as well. I'm not one of those people who can remember verses very well. I, it is, you know, I know what, what things mean to me. Uh, and so I, I, I kind of know where to find things, but it's not as if I'm one of those people who can necessarily just pull things up from memory, hence the writing it down. So if we're talking about how do you set up that infrastructure, uh, it is, again, I'm going to say it is having a few things more than a few. It's having several different ways to get those positive thoughts uh, in, in, uh, because you know what works one day isn't necessarily going to work every day and/or for every situation. Yes, and I do like the idea because you and I both we did a whole podcast episode on being addicted to new and different. I find for me that they're like different ways that I shuffle through. Like I feel like, oh, this is the ultimate answer, and it works for like two months, and then I need something else, mm-hmm. and then I need something else, and then the uh, what's old is new again, and I just keep cycling through. I know some other people who have just a mantra, and they just say that mantra every day, and it works for their whole life. They just they 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 they, they like they live and breathe it, you know. Marines, like with honor, duty, God, country, or I don't remember the whole thing. Um, mm-hmm. But they have that that code and they just recite that and then they live it. And I've always been impressed by those people. Um, it secretly coveted that ability. But I have to embrace what is me, which is I like to do things differently. And it's interesting that you talked about setting up an infrastructure because there was a time in my life when I was feeling really negative and I started um, – I was learning how to do search engine optimization and put together website content. And this was when blogging was all the rage in 2007. And I set up my thank you site, which is still out there. My thank you site.com still exists and writing those thank you notes and gathering together quotes about gratitude and writing articles about being grateful for wedding gifts and how to say thank you really kept my mind in a more positive place because I was having serious medical issues at the time. And uh, I'd just gone through, I'd just been asked to leave my place of employment. um, And I was on leave, uh, temporary disability for um, anxiety and depression. And it really gave me a big lift. And then recently from there, I decided, because a lot of people were looking for it, to write a daily gratitude journal that was filled with prompts to remember how to be grateful. And writing those every day, like some of those prompts, like writing the prompt prompted me to remember things that made me grateful, which helped me have more positive thoughts. Like the first mm-hmm. one that I wrote was like, be, um, it was like, I'd write like what to be grateful for. And it was adventure. And it, uh, the, it's week, win, week one, whether it's an exotic excursion, a new relationship or a fresh page in a journal, life is filled with adventure. Be grateful for those past, present and future. And so like setting up an infrastructure where you have like a, a gratitude journal with prompts. And I know you have an app that sometimes serves up. What does that app do? 
you have a really cool app on your phone. The app, I am—I mean, I have the app that gives me a scripture verse every day. Yeah. I have uh, an app that uh, will walk me through some guided meditation if I need it. Uh, there's another app that uh, I haven't used lately, but there, there are apps out there that'll just send you reminders like, hey, take a breath right now. <laughs> which I know is not a favorite of yours. The breathing. What's with the breathing? Now, it works every time. It does work. And it's actually on my list of positive, you know, of how to how to get your positive thoughts, how to how to access them. Uh, because as you know, as we've talked about before, sometimes, well, as we just were talking about, you just need to stop whatever is happening that's not necessarily the positive piece if 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 you're if that's what you're going for i don't want to tell people what to do um but if you're if you're uh perseverating or you're you know you're just in that negativity kind of spiral downward uh and you need you need you need positivity i cannot recommend enough practicing you know, the art of the deep breathing. And I don't mean that you have to sit down on the cushion and with the, you know, the incense and, you know, fine, do that because that too will help uh, if if that's your thing. Not everybody can sit, sit still or sit that long. Uh, but even just like three breaths in the midst of crazy will help because it 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 slows things down it makes a break to those uh those negative thoughts are coming and then if especially if you've got your infrastructure set up uh even if your infrastructure in the beginning is just like one phrase because you got to start somewhere right so something big is happening or maybe it's little or it doesn't matter negativity and you recognize it and you think what is going on or man this doesn't feel good or like like me the other night uh i can't get to sleep what the heck the taking a few deep breaths and really focusing on you know bringing the breath in and getting it all back out and doing that slowly it just again takes that focus away from whatever is kind of uh, roiling or or just floating around in there. You're focusing on your breathing, and it gives you the space to then think about something else. And so, when you're in that space, you can reach for whatever you've set up for yourself to get your to get you a positive thought. So now you've taken the breath, and maybe you've um, Maybe you've thought your phrase. So <laughs> the other night it was, uh, what a wonderful opportunity to practice letting go of things I can't control. And then that didn't work. So it was like, what a wonderful opportunity to practice circle of influence. Uh, and I had to try a lot. Uh, eventually uh, I had to use one of my apps and, uh, and, and then I was eventually able to fall asleep. But that whole time I was... Now, I didn't feel good. I mean, like this was just weighing on me. And I was, of course, then getting frustrated because I was tired but couldn't sleep. And so I just kept pulling and pulling and pulling on these different positive things that I know uh, that are there for me. And it took a while. It didn't happen instantaneously. Uh, but eventually I was able to get to a, a place of calm and I was able to get to sleep. And then I woke up the, the next morning tired uh 
but I wasn't still in that headspace. I wasn't still stuck in the negativity. I had a little space around it and I was able to use a couple more of my go-to positive thoughts. And then I went into the day uh, feeling, feeling pretty good. I love that because I do think that one of the benefits of having some positive thoughts at your disposal isn't we're not preaching because we did a whole episode on toxic positivity. You don't have to get over grief or your genuine anger at injustice or any of those things that are fueling your life. But sometimes when I am in a place that I'd rather not be because I'm just ruminating, there's a difference between like venting and getting off your chest and ruminating Mm -hmm. and building something bigger. And I do think it's when I'm starting to have those invisible conversations with that person. Yep. That's not necessarily for me the best place to be. And, you know, and if so, we're not advocating toxic positivity. If you want to learn more about that, go ahead and look up our podcast on that one. But I do agree that the promise behind having these positive thoughts is when I'm confronted with the world is very negative. And I also have insecurities about myself. And when somebody rubs up against that insecurity, it triggers a sort of what for me, feels like an outsized response to something Mm -hmm. relatively minor, like being Mm -hmm. so upset. And I have been so upset over an email or a, do you know what I mean? A disagreement that, Mm -hmm. yeah, I haven't been able to sleep or it's bothered me for ages. And even when I think about it later, it bothers me a little bit. And one of the things that I really try to get at now that sometimes helps me is I think, what is it about this situation that is making me sad? Like, for instance, with my friend, I thought I was being judged. I think I was being judged as irresponsible. Listen, if somebody tries to judge me as somebody being stupid, I'm I'm fairly comfortable in my intelligence to disregard that rather quickly. But if somebody implies that I'm being irresponsible, I have a history of not fulfilling my obligations. And so this Mm -hmm. is a touchy point for me because I've been working really hard on it, Brianna, to be responsible. And of all things I think I handled responsibly, I actually thought, no, I was like, wait, this is the one I did right, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like I really played a tight race. And I'm not saying people who did it otherwise did it wrong, but I thought like I I heard the mission. I fulfilled the mission. Do you know what I mean? I limited content. I tried to do my part to help the people around me. And I did it really well. So it made me really upset to be like, wait, what? No, you know, because now the mission is to learn to live with the uncertainty of what, you know, possibly could be a situation that never fully resolves, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's a hard mission and I'm trying to do that. And I got really mad. And one of the things that I have to remember is the things that make me mad are, I feel judged. I feel misunderstood. I feel um, not worthy. I feel not good enough. Like all those those scripts that, you know, if you remember a long time ago, Lee Scantlin uh, used to teach about like these ideas that we have about ourselves that really when people hit it, they hurt. And one of the things I do is I reassure myself. If I feel like I'm being judged and because judged to be wrong, I tell myself, wait a minute, it doesn't matter what he says. I know I'm right. Mm-hmm. I believe me. I know I've done a good job. I know I've handled this responsibly and I take that power back. And if I don't believe me, I call someone, Brianna, I call my sister and I say, can you believe what this person said? And I have them reassure me they're wrong. You're right. And honestly, I know that's petty, but that positive reassurance that what I believe to be true in my heart is genuinely true 
can turn it around for me. Mm-hmm. And that I and and that just really speaks again to that that imp, the importance of self awareness and doing some reflection, not just for. Uh, understanding those times or those things that maybe trigger or or push us into negativity, but I think it's so so important if we're if we're trying to be more positive, we need to figure out what's positive about ourselves. I don't know if those words went together right. <laughs> Basically, I just I think it's so important to identify what are your like how how do you think positively about yourself? What do you know to be true and positive about you? So to your point, uh, you do know that you've played a very tight game uh, in this uh, in this last year, and so you can you can with a little bit of uh, reassurance, uh, outside reassurance, you can come back to that and feel very positive about that, and and, and go with that and and finding these things about ourselves uh, that can help us when we get uh, turned around maybe on the wrong direction headed towards that negativity remembering what those things are uh, for you so you talked a little bit about um, the time piece and so I am very aware that I am a procrastinator uh, and so I can definitely go down that negativity path about that because how many times do I tell you, I'm never going to do this again. And guess what? I totally am. So now I know I'm gonna, uh, but, but the positivity comes in for me when I start to, when I start to get that negative ball rolling is how many times have I really been late with stuff? I know I can be positive about the fact that I, I, I procrastinate. Yes. Not great. But I also know that I can get the stuff done. I can meet the deadline. I can I can meet my responsibilities, and I keep that in my toolbox as part of my infrastructure. And when I have to go to it, I and sometimes I have to like say it to myself over and over. Sometimes I have to reach out to people such as yourself and be like, "Oh no!" And you just remember how many times have you been late with stuff? And I'm like, "Never." And you're like, "Yeah, that's right." Uh, so that is such an important one, I think, is really identifying some some positive things about yourself so that when you need those positive, you know, you're headed into the positive thought space, you can just go to them. And sometimes, as with everything, uh, positive kind of thoughts that we've talked about, positive thought-wise that we've talked about, you might have to be sarcastic about it. And that's okay. You can be a little self-deprecating with some sarcasm when you're talking about, you know, but I've never been late. It's fine if it, if it again, gives you that space, puts a stop to the negativity, and at least gets you to turn direction. And sometimes you're not, let me just say, sometimes you're not even going to get to turn around with it, but at least you stop going any farther down the path of negativity. I love that. And I'm, it reminds me, you know, it, there is the great thing about positive thoughts is they can take us out of a negative place. And then what I also like about like feeding yourself positive thoughts is it can Kate, like, listen, things don't always stay the same, right? You're going to go from happy to sad to, you know, just, just there and whatnot. Like there's no world where something just goes up and stays up, you know, things, things, there's a cycle to things. However, I do think 
sort of feeding the brain more positive thoughts keeps a good time going. Do you know mm-hmm. like when you're on a roll, you can enjoy the roll more. Do you know what I'm saying? And coast, I think, a little further or maybe a lot further if you keep feeding that positive thoughts. Because sometimes it's really interesting. I have this weird because we've 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 been very honest about positivity isn't as innate for me as it is for other people that I know. And I enjoy working on it because I genuinely it changes your life. I want to get what I want out of life. And I've only got one go around and I want more. And um, there was a quote that I found because we were sharing positive thoughts from Norman Vincent. And this is what the internet says. So keep in mind, I know that I Googled. So, and anybody could put anything on the internet. So with that disclaimer, I still enjoy the thought, which is change your thoughts and change your world. And I absolutely believe that to be true. And I think by constantly feeding myself more positive thoughts, I can keep the party going. And I can enjoy the party because sometimes, Brianna, we were talking about it earlier about the hot air balloon, remember? Um, yes. It's like things are going great. And all I can think of is it's sort of like that Beatles song, you know, it's getting better all the time. And then John Lennon throws in, it couldn't get much worse. It's like, hey, hey, man, you're, 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 you're hilarious. That is a really great backup line, and it's a little bit of a bummer. And I've got to tell you, I've got more than just a little bit of bummer for my good times sometimes. I'm like, (laughs) oh, yeah, this is probably where I die in a car accident. Like, I will suck the joy out of a situation, out of fear of losing, that I got something good. And I find countering that with positive thoughts um, can keep me from stealing my own victory away from myself. For sure. And yes, we were talking about, uh, you know, the hot air balloon and my thinking about, yes, I'd love to do it because you'd be so excited about flying. And then, you know, but also realizing I'm just up in the air in a wicker basket underneath some hot gas. Exactly. (laughs) But you pointed out, well, you know, if you're going to go, at least you've been having fun up until that point, because what's the point of, you know, I guess, being afraid the whole time. Uh, you were very much, uh, you were much more eloquent. Uh, yeah, if you're going to die in the basket, you might as well have a good time before that. happens. <laughs> yes. That's my and... version of being positive. Neither of us are hot air balloon people. <laughs> Most people just be like, isn't it great? You know, they're not going to think about the impending death or whatever. They're just going to be one of the millions of people who ride in a hot air balloon and don't die. Right, right. <laughs> Good times are had by all. Uh, and I, think... <laughs> I have to fight for it. <laughs> oh, I think what that helps. Uh, one one of the positive thoughts that I have, I actually found uh, in a little piece of art. So it was this lovely uh, watercolor drawing and or watercolor drawing, watercolor painting, and and the thought that's there that is now kind of in my hip pocket that makes me think of that. And then something you said at the top of the episode is, uh, what if you just knew everything would turn out perfectly? And that is such a huge one for me because I can so quickly uh, just not even start because the negative thoughts about how I might fail or it won't turn out the way I think it needs to or should or that I want it to will prevent me from even, uh, has in the past, let me, let me, adjust my thinking, uh, has in the past prevented me uh, from even 
trying. And so having a, uh, like a phrase like this and, and bringing that into whatever I might be worried about, uh, worried is too big, uh, not meant for me, uh, you name it, if it's negative, I've probably thought it. Uh, so just, just putting my focus on, but what if it worked out? And how great would that feel? And I'm and choosing to go towards choosing to go towards that versus uh, versus the other versus the negative. Absolutely. One of the things that I find very interesting is self knowledge can play a big part in this. There are those of us who see doom around the corner, and it. Mm-hmm. Doom is around the corner sometimes. Let me just say that. It would be impossible to live in this particular time that we're living in to not acknowledge that. The nature of my problems in life is not that I don't see it coming. Uh, The nature of my problem is that I think that if I see it all coming and dwell on it, that I can stop it. Not Mm. true. (laughs) Not even remotely true. I don't know what kind of monkey's paw universe I dreamed up in my suspicious mind, but it is completely... Also, if I we were talking about that and we're going to do a podcast about it. Uh, but it, it's the idea that if I go for what I want straight up, I'm not going to get it. Like the world is going to withhold it from me. Mm-hmm. And one of the things I've got to ask myself constantly is what do I get for this story? Like, what am I getting for this? Like, do I get anything for this? And a lot of times the answer is no, because a lot of times what I'm trying to do, I don't want my life to be about preventing bad things from happening. Brianna, I want my life to be about making great things happen and enjoying great things happening. And one of the things that reassures me is that bad things have happened and I'm still here. Mm -hmm. So it's going to be okay until it's suddenly not like, I'm also not one of those people who thinks it's going to be, we're all going to (laughs) die. This is my positive (laughs) thoughts. Okay. Here's my version of positive. We're all going to die. But until that happens, you're in it. (laughs) (laughs) that's the worst (laughs) oh no I've got some quotes from the internet to share on my next pass Brianna but yeah (laughs) I do think uh, in a very humorous way you have gotten to uh, the um, you know we've talked about this before but you know the outcome of working on positivity and trying to have you know that that uh, having an infrastructure related to positive thoughts, and it does give you that. Excuse me, it does help to get uh, get you that resilience. Uh, so when things are challenging, and they're going to be, you can weather them. Uh, one thing I think that you talk about is, um, you know, the importance of coming to an understanding, I'll speak for myself, for me, was the importance of coming to the understanding that I can be multiple things at once. So it's okay for me to, um, well, it's always okay for you to feel your feelings. But um, I used to think that to be positive meant, you know, as we've talked about, that I was never going to be sad. uh, I was never going to be in grief. I would never, you know, you name it. but what I found out and really has has helped me, I feel like, get even farther with this is just understanding that not only are those things going to happen or am I going to have those feelings, but I can be sad and I can have like true 
joy at the same time, which seems weird or sounds weird. And I didn't quite believe it at first. Um, but I mean, I feel like I'm in it a little bit right now. I'm, I'm moving into a transition phase uh, at work. And so there is joy and excitement uh, for what's coming next. And, and there's some real grief about transitioning out of uh, my my current space in a place that I've been uh, space that I've been rather for more than a decade, and and these two things are held together uh, on top of all of the stuff that has happened this year, and in it's all fighting, <laughs> not fighting. It's all kind of like this weird mishmash in there, um, but even with the uh, grief, even with uh, some, some sadness, even with some anxiety about what, you know, what's coming next, I'm managing to pull in positive thoughts around it. I'm managing to look at all of it as a positive and not getting derailed uh, by, I mean, I'm still questioning, is this the right choice? Um, But I'm I'm going to go with it and I'm going to stay positive that I have this opportunity. I'm I'm excited I'm going to take it instead of like choosing comfort and staying uh staying where I was where I still am. You get what I'm saying. Anyway, my point is that uh when we talk about positive thoughts, you can be positive, you can have positive thoughts and still have these um more challenging, I will, they're challenging for me. So some of these more challenging emotions going on at the same time. But as you said, it is that positive, it's those positive thoughts that help help us keep our head above water to help us move through it and really learn and grow from whatever the challenges that is, um, you know, that we're facing. Absolutely. And knowing that I have a tendency to think of things like, we're all going to die, so you might as well be all right, um, isn't exactly the most positive thought in the world. Uh, Along those lines, I did collect a quote that is claimed to be from Roger Federer, and it's very similar to what you were saying, which is, I'm a very positive thinker, and I think that is what helps me with my most difficult moments. Hmm. And I do actually believe that to be true. Like even when I'm cynical, because it is not my nature to be inherently positive. It's my nature to figure out what's going to go wrong and want to fix that. Okay. And and I think I'm helping when I'm harsh in everyone's vibe. And sometimes I am. (laughs) But um, one of the things I remember is as I think more positive thoughts, it genuinely does. Like it gives me energy so that when the moment comes, when I really have to do what's got to get done, I have it. Do you know, like one of the things somebody mentioned about the pandemic is I don't know what tomorrow is going to bring, but I know that if I spend all of my energy worrying about what tomorrow is going to bring, I won't have the full energy I need to meet the challenge of tomorrow. And I really liked that concept, like, because it does play into me because my brain doesn't automatically just go to sunshine and roses all the time. Sometimes it does. Every once in a while, I get it just like a, like a, like there was one quote and I don't want to look it up on my paper because I'm lazy. Um, But it was about like marveling at nature. And I will say, and I'm not an outside person. I'm an indoor cat, but I will say that sometimes if I spend time 
in the presence of something that I find beautiful, whether it's listening to music that I think is beautiful or nature or art or something. And I genuinely look at it in awe. My ability to spontaneously create more of the kittens and roses version of positive thoughts are significantly higher. And putting myself in that place and allowing myself to sort of marvel at the world does make that come surprisingly easily when I remember to try. Mm -hmm. And I would uh, 100% agree about the importance of figuring out what are those things that are going to push you towards uh, the positive thoughts are going to help um, uh, help that, I'll call it a vibe, I guess, help you uh, kind of take that vibe in. And I have uh, on my list for positive thoughts, um, kayaking and water, of course, uh, thinking about that, even, you know, um, I can't get out and be able, I'm not able to get out and do kayaking or be out on the water as much as I would like to. Uh, but there's just something about thinking about it, like thinking about that next time or, you know, um, just using that as kind of a visual that uh, brings, that brings joy and, and, and bringing that energy in and bringing, thinking about that again, two things. One, as you said, it's being in that presence of something beautiful that just lifts and, and, and wow, I forgot the second thing. Hmm. Well, I'm going to go with nature, <laughs> I guess. Oh, oh, no, 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 no. I remember. I remember. Um, uh, it is, how do I feel? Like in my body, how do I feel in this space? How do I feel, even if I can't, if I can't physically be in it, can I mentally get myself there? And if it's something I've actually done before, really remember how that felt. Or if it's something I'd like to do, like imagine, okay, if I could... Um, one of my positive thoughts that I wrote on my, uh, my notes is space. Uh, if I could go to space, um, you know, what would that feel like and how, how just exhilarating and exciting it would be to, uh, just experience something that incredible. That is something that helps, you know, helps me. I, I, I don't know that it's necessarily a go-to, but definitely when it comes up, it just fills me with so much awe and joy and, you know, as you said, the beauty and, and I can't help but be positive and feel really positive, not just about, you know, I like space. Um, but for me, it's a bigger sense of connection to connection to everything really. And everyone, because when you think I'm not going to get into it, Anyway, let me just say, it's, it's a very big positive for me and really will, you know, help to pick up, pick up my mood or lift it even further. Uh, just again, that sense, as you said, the beauty, uh, finding that, that, that thing or those things to visualize, I think is so, so exceptional. Another, you know, positive for me that helps with the positive thoughts. And I will just Google images, uh, especially when I'm, when I need it, like I'm feeling a little challenged or starting to feel a little negative. Um, I Google images of Scottish landscapes <laughs> because there is nothing that is more my happy place uh, than Scotland, darn it. 
I love that. It's, um, oh, I pulled up the quote, Marcus Aurelius, according to the internet said, dwell on the beauty of life, watch the stars and see yourself running with them. I thought, oh, that is particularly beautiful. And for me, I know this is going to sound strange. Well, not strange. No. Uh, One of the things that makes me remember what matters most is my happiest times. Like I literally one day sat down and made a list of not what I thought would make me happy. Like there's the idea of what makes people happy. And then there's a reality of what makes people happy. And I want to want to be a traveler. I want to want that. But the truth of the matter is travel makes me stressed out. And the type of travel that I do enjoy is where if I go somewhere, I get to stay there because the amount of what feels str- like some people are just adventurous people. They they love that from the airport. I'm, I've got a friend, Chris, he just loves to like, he's kayaking and do He just, you know, and like some of the stories he comes back with are like, you know, having to push an ambulance out of the mud because a friend of his broke something on a zip line and they had to afterwards like carry her up a tree. The stories are just to me of his adventures are horrific vacation stories that would make me never want to travel and hate all the people I traveled with. (laughs) Do you know what I'm saying? Like all of his stories are amazing stories of me just going, I could never do any of this and I would hate it all. And the story is fantastic. And I love travel stories so much that I think I should travel, but I hate it, Brianna. I hate it. Um, (laughs) I like, I'm like, when are they going to get to the teleporting? Because I like being someplace new. Okay. But if I have the choice between spending, like if somebody said, Hey, Christy, unless they're going to take me on a private jet and it's nice and easy, but I've got a free ticket on like a commercial airline where you're sitting in coach, but it's free to Paris tomorrow. We're going to spend a day. I'd be like, can we just go to Denny's and talk? Because that is who I am. And that is an incredibly low, (laughs) like a very, like I'm the kind of person who wouldn't mind living above a mall because I like the idea of being able to walk to a food court in a movie theater. That is not the arty person that I thought I was. Okay. That's a humbling generic, but I like convenience. I like ease. And the truth of the matter is, and here's where it's less self-deprecating. I don't care where I am or what's going on. If I'm in good company, Mm. truly the company of someone whose thoughts I genuinely enjoy whose successes fill me with joy. I don't care if we're over the internet talking on a podcast, Brianna, about your kayak that I will never want to ride in, but I just enjoyed <laughs> it. Trem- like I can't, I've told other people about your kayak, Brianna. I love everything about it. And <laughs> like, I will look at photos. Uh, my sister bought my mom a new swimsuit. My mom rarely ever goes into pools and stuff like that because um, she had just some small minor scars, but she's self-conscious about it. I think she looks great. Everybody thinks she looks great. But, you know, when you feel a certain way, you don't want to do what you don't want to do. But now they have better swimsuits where, you know, they cover a little bit more. Just like an inch of fabric makes a huge difference to someone. And so my mom got this new swimsuit and she went into the pool. And I've got to tell you, I've been looking at those pictures of my mom at the pool in her retirement community, smiling and laughing. And I'm filled with a tremendous amount of joy. And I feel like one of the keys to having positive thoughts is to really know yourself and know what is what really makes you happy. I can sit and have a double cheeseburger with my guy at a table where there's we've had like no furniture at sometimes. And I got to tell you, Brianna, I remember on our first date, 
he, we went to lunch and then we talked for so long, we got thirsty and hungry again. And I was talking about how I go to the AMPM for a giant Diet Coke. This is before I gave it up. And he's like, they've got great hot dogs. And he was like, let's just go to that AMPM around the corner. So we went to the AMPM around the corner, got a hot dog and a giant Diet Coke. And we're sitting there and this is our first date in his old truck. And I'm thinking, this is the best date of my whole life. And I remember of all the fancy places I went to and none of it mattered. I'd rather sit in that old truck eating that hot dog with David because we fell in love and it was magic. Mm, I always love hearing that story uh, because, I mean, it's, it's, it's a lovely, lovely story. And I think it really gets to... Uh, the heart of what we talk about when we when we are looking for the positive view. And it is, I think, you know, all of the things we've talked about, being able to persevere and enjoy. Uh, but I do think, especially this last year, as we've been, you know, talking about this every week, I've really come to want to understand joy more. And and I did, you know, I did a little searching uh, on the internet uh, just to understand, like, what's the difference between joy and happiness? And um, and I don't want to get into it as if I'm some sort of expert because I'm not. I'm just trying to learn. Uh, what I can talk about from my experience is uh, joy to me is deep down. So it is that feeling you just spoke of when you and David were sitting in the truck with the hot dogs, you know, like that deep, uh, you know, that deep just knowing um, that really touches you. Uh, I keep saying the word deeply deep, <laughs> but it is it it's something that feels um, it's something that feels like it's going to stick around, if that makes sense. So um, it's not transitory. I think I think sometimes, oh, I mean, not sometimes, happiness comes and goes, right? We're happy, whatever. But the things that bring us joy, the things that bring us joy are, I think, almost always going to do so. Um, and that's why it's so important uh, for us to identify what some of those things are so that they can help us to cultivate that positive attitude or uh, positive mindset or help us just be a touchstone when things are going a little bit negative. So, you know, um, you talk about the importance of, of look, being able to look back and, and pull or pull in some of those uh, life experiences that have really brought us joy. And I think that is so important. Uh, I wrote some of uh, some things down too, and it, and for me, it's um, little phrases uh, and what maybe come become inside jokes with people that we really care about. That too helps me uh, to stay positive, and again, helps me to kind of access that sense of joy because it's attached to someone that I just care so much about, and. Um, <laughs> Even when they make no, maybe even especially when they make no sense to anybody else, um, but that you can just, it's just, it's just something that connects you to that person. It brings you the joy and it makes, you know, it just brings that positive energy. And a couple of the things that I wrote down, um, I was thinking about my grandpa and he, when we were kids and we'd try to like sneak 
Christmas presents. <laughs> he used to say, it's only a surprise. It's only a surprise once. And I don't know if it's just because I'm more of a cautious kid or what, but I was like, hey, yeah, it is only a surprise once. And I love surprises. I love that. <gasps> oh, you know, and I'm telling you that has stuck with me to this day. And and when I think about it, when I think about um, something silly, like reading a spoiler for some sort of TV show or something, my grandpa pops into my head and I can hear him saying it's only a surprise once and you know whatever for the spoiler but that just that just brings me so much joy it it is so positive and honestly that has come up for me obviously because it's like what 40 years later and I'm still thinking about it but um, it just it'll pop up in these lovely little times and then one I'm reminded uh, about that, you know, lovely piece of wisdom. But then I get to think about my grandpa and how, you know, my relationship with my grandpa over the years. And and it's all, it all pulls in to help me be positive. Absolutely. And I do think there are people with, there are times when I know what I more naturally lean toward. It's a conversation with somebody that I, genuinely enjoy their company. And I'm more of a person who prefers a one-on-one situation. That's just the nature of who I am. And I've, But sometimes I can enjoy a party. But if you see me at a party, you will probably notice that I'm only talking to one person at a time. My guy will talk in a group and he's great at it. And I've met people who are just really great at parties. They love parties. And what's key is that you know who you are because I have friends and I have enjoyed a nice art gallery, especially one that's doable, that isn't too crowded. But I had another friend who we went to see Van, uh, Van Gogh, Van Gogh's Van Gogh's at LACMA. And um, the truth is I couldn't enjoy the paintings. I much prefer going to oh that little, the little um, museum that you told me about in um, Pasadena. The Norton Simon? The Norton Simon. I much prefer seeing the Van Goghs at the Norton Simon because I don't feel crowded and stressed. Mm-hmm. And he, the, the people faded away. He was more than happy. I literally almost had a meltdown. And it's just important to know who you are and what you like. Because some people like to be, sometimes they do, especially when I was younger, I like to be where the action is. But I can only do that in small doses. But there are people who like to be in the thick of it in the middle of it, you know, that's just who they are and they're energized by it and they don't care about the crowd or they love the crowd even more. They love being at the cool restaurant at that time. And I think it's just important to know who you are and let yourself enjoy and love those things. And, um, giving yourself those things that feed you positively, that give you that energy and then keeping positive thoughts at the top of your mind can really help you. Um, And I'm going to share a few other quotes just because I want to make sure that everybody, because I, I enjoy listening to somebody else's unadulterated positive thoughts because sometimes I have them on my own, but a lot of times mine are more of the, um, yeah, let's go ahead and enjoy this this ride before, you know, because if we're going to die in this air balloon, do you know what I mean? We might as well have had a good time, (laughs) which is not exactly the same thing as, wow, look at this view, which I think would be, (laughs) you know what I mean? Which I would think would be, you know, more enjoyable. Do you know what I mean? But for me, sometimes it's baby steps to the positivity. That's why we do this podcast. So I remember, but according to the internet, Winston Churchill once said, and I love this, the positive thinker 
sees the invisible, feels the intangible, and achieves the impossible. Hmm. And I love that because I like the idea, and I've invested in this idea, and I'm going to take it all the way it goes, that by feeding myself more positive thoughts, I can bring about a life that I have always dreamed about. And one of the things you said last week that I've been thinking about all week was I'm going to live the dream now. Mm, because mm -hmm. good things were happening. You, 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 my sister's doing great things. My mom's in the pool. I'm starting this company. We're having a great time. Things are opening up again. And I was genuinely happy. And, you know, and you, you, I mean, we had, we had good news that you'd shared and you were like, you know, this is amazing. This is like what I thought it would be. Like, let's live the dream now. And I remember, or something to that effect, my brain colors things. But I remember thinking, yeah, this is the dream. Hmm. It really, it really is. And I just, I am so excited. I feel like when we started this, uh, this particular episode, uh, I was really like, wired about it and and i and it has we're just talking about positivity we're sharing positive quotes and ideas and things to for people to put in their toolbox and build their infrastructure and i love all of it and it's making me so excited i'm not really sure how i'm gonna sleep tonight uh because i am so wired from this this talking about this and i do want to just say you know one other thing when it comes to uh positive that positive mindset, and you talked about it earlier uh, when when you talked about you know calling Edie for some reassurance or some reminders. But it really is talking, or excuse me, uh, setting up that connection. And if there is somebody, uh, even if it's one buddy, uh, that you can connect with and be able to talk about these things and share and uh, just talk about how it's going, or you know. Um, when I'm needing to be positive and a reminder, uh, maybe with throwing some positive thoughts out there, um, you know, it is so helpful for you and I to be talking about some of those things. I mean, you did it for me today in the pre-show when I was talking about, I don't even remember at this point what it Being was. grounded. <laughs> yeah, because I was so worried I was going to stop that somehow I was going to be uh, become a little bit, um, not flaky, but just, you know, not necessarily staying in the present and and there was that great reminder of like really <laughs> has that been your problem uh historically and then just remembering you know no it really hasn't no it's been my uh, problem historically but this is not your problem <laughs> right but the other thing i think that connection can do for us is that we get to share the we're sharing our positive thoughts and then we're just we're just building on that and so um you know, I have borrowed from you. What if this is good enough? Um, and 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 you're just we just have that opportunity to grow this, and that is so really why, at least in part, why we wanted to do this in the in the first place was we were working on positivity. It felt like other people were looking for positivity, and so hey. Why don't we get all these people together, particularly in a time now when we can connect uh, across crazy distances so much easier than ever before, probably. Uh, let's start putting this out there and let's start 
connecting with other people who are looking to have this um, looking to have this in their lives, because I think, you know, as we both experienced uh, when we were doing this, uh, like early in the beginning, it makes such a difference for your positive mindset. The the environment rather makes such a difference for your positive mindset. Now we can't all necessarily um, get ourselves into that positive space, but man, oh man, what a difference it can make if you can connect even with one person and, and start sharing, um, sharing your experience of, of positivity, sharing ideas, what's worked for you, what hasn't worked for you, you know, and then you're just building that um, you're building the connection maybe building a small community, um, which is what, you know, what we've talked about and what we would really hope to be able to do here is, is positivity, very much like negativity, is contagious. Um, and it is, uh, let me back off on the contagion. It well, no, but it is infect- infectious. Inspiring. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> infectious. It's just as bad. <laughs> It is. And, and, and I think it can be, you know, if we're really, um, if that's what we're looking for, and we really are, are interested in and really down with um, bringing that into our lives and growing that muscle, I think it can be exponentially so because it's very hard, uh, very hard to be negative around a group of positive people, right? It doesn't take much to go the other way, but when you're with positive people, that just feels good. And and for me, I'll speak for myself. When I'm around positive people, I want to be positive. I am interested in uh, positive things and and sharing uh, positive things. And I just I hope that as we uh, keep doing this, we keep growing uh, the folks who are listening and. We, we're really planting the seeds for, I'll say it, a positive movement. I love it. It's interesting because one of the quotes that I picked out, or quotations, I should say, that I picked out from the internet was, surround yourself with positive people and you'll be positive. Apparently, somebody named Kelly Pickler said that. I think we've said it a number of times. And I do agree because I've always been fascinated by people like I've read a lot of biographies of successful people, successful entertainers, successful businessmen. And what always amazed me is how many times they know other successful people in their time. And I do mm-hmm. believe that when you work together in a community where you see people being successful, being positive, exchanging ideas, that you raise the bar and you raise what you could see for yourself. You raise the level of your own expectations of what can be. And that's what I think we've always wanted when we're doing these podcasts, to be honest about where we are, but also to raise the level of expectations we have for each other, for ourselves. And then hopefully the community does that even more so. And we just keep building on that. Because one of the things that I'd really want is, you know, I'm 49 years old. It's at least I'm beyond the halfway part here. I'm about Mm -hmm. the halfway part if I'm lucky. And I really want to get to living an excited life. And there's genuinely times when we're recording this podcast or we've been talking that I feel more excited about my life than I've had 
in years. And I do feel like I'm living the dream. And I do feel like I'm more grateful for what I have. And I want more of that. And I want more for you. And I want more for everyone listening. And I do think, because we do have big dreams about putting together a community online and, and, and meeting each other and doing all kinds of things. And we start small, we start with this, but I do think he can go further. And um, there's two things that I want to share, because I know we're going to wrap up soon, two quotes that really like encapsulate what I think is great about having pad thoughts. And one is actually by the chicken soup from the soap soul guy. Do you know what I mean? Which I understand mm-hmm. people have feelings about that guy, but I mean, like, good for you. And I like the title personally, but he said, don't even worry about failures. Worry about the chances you miss when you don't even try. And so that's why I wanted to put it out there that at some point we'd like to meet whoever you are, if you're listening, wherever you are, or or establish some sort of online community for everyone at some point, because it would be truly exciting to do that. And I'm looking to become the best version of myself. And Lao Tzu said, when I let go of who I am, I become who I might be. Hmm. And so that's what I love about being part of this positivity. Do I have a history of being the most positive person in the world, Brianna? No. But I, when I let go of that, I've got a shot at being who I might be. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And that's, I mean, that is the hope. I th- and, 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 oh, I really appreciate that. And I will... Um, I think I'm going to I'm going to wrap us up there because I think that's a wonderful place uh to just a, a place to sit and and reflect on. So thank you very much. I really appreciate hearing those and hmm. Yeah, I'm I'm sorry. I'm I'm really just trying to reflect and I realize now's not the time. <laughs> So I will, uh, let's move us into what our mission is for the week. So this week's mission is to think of, is to think one positive thought each day. And you know what? I know we talk about it uh, each week, but we really would love it if you'd share it with us. So just if you have uh, a particular thought, maybe it's the same thought each day, maybe it's a little something different, but if you would like to share it, if you'd like to connect uh, and, and, push that positive energy outward. We would love it. Uh, love to hear from you. And you can email us at positiveviewpodcast at gmail.com. That's positiveview, V-I-E-W, podcast at gmail.com. Yes. And on the next episode, we'll discuss how to set your sights and go for it, whatever your it is. And don't forget, new episodes are available every Monday. Please subscribe and rate and review the podcast because it helps more people find us. Also, if you're enjoying the positive view, share us with your friends. And uh, that's our show for today. Thank you for listening. I'm your host, Christy Murphy. And I'm your other host, Brianna G. We'll talk soon.